existence Join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The lost art of conversation Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum This is John Elliott And this is Patrick Riccardi And this week we're doing Twin Peaks versus Revenge and you had never seen Twin Peaks before. Nope. This was the first time I'd seen many clips from it and heard lots of references to it, but I've never actually seen an episode. Then uh, let's jump in. Uh, I, we should mention we're both feeling a little under the weather again. So uh, that's... I don't know. We don't have the luxury of... Uh, you know, we're on a schedule, so if we're feeling shitty, we still have to do it. So... Uh, and I have to go outside to do my portion, which is, I think it's harder on me. You have to go outside? I don't have real good internet connection in the house, so I always have to go out. On you gotta go bum up. from the neighbors? Yeah, I go on the neighbor's roof, so I'm up here now. Oh, so that's even worse when you're when you're feeling a little sick. And I have to climb up to the roof. Climb that ladder, yeah. Deal with the squirrels and whatever else is up here. Hopefully no ghosts. Well, Philadelphia, I'm sure... Uh, some patriot ghosts are, are haunting that place, but probably Benjamin Rush because his house was here. In fact, his house was here, and for many years it was kind of a local uh, historical spot. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't quite. I think at the point it was like early seventies, late sixties. It wasn't at the point where they were marking things really well, and uh, real estate developers knocked the house down, supposedly on accident. But now it's apartment houses, and there's just a little sign. This is where Benjamin Rush's house was. And are you uh, mixing up Jeffrey Rush and Benjamin Franklin? No, but no. I think their baby would be very cute. It would, as all mixed race babies are. Which we Benjamin seen. Rush was apparently the father of uh, mental health, dealing with instead of just putting them in institutions, uh, actually uh, trying to help people. Actually trying to listen to them and stuff. I'm sure he didn't listen. Who would? They're no, crazy. Talking about. The government inside, they're getting in their feelings and shit. Yeah, no, you're right. Why listen? But, uh, but he took it from just throwing them in basically dungeons to uh, trying to treat them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so he was some kind of uh, old school hippie. That's good Which is know. the best kind of hippie? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. If you're a modern day hippie, Jesus, just just end it. Uh, I don't know what patchouli oil smells like, but I believe I would like the smell. Because uh, when I used to go in those hippie shops in you know, uh, Santa Barbara, Ohio, those those kind of hippie shops always had a nice fragrance to them. Well, that was it. Could have been incense. Um, okay, maybe I just like incense. Yeah, what, what does patchouli oil smell like? It smells like a uh, filthy hippie. If, oh. Yeah, if you come over to uh, Berkeley. Over, to Berkeley here, yeah, you can uh, you can walk down Telegraph and and uh, you'll you'll smell it on the street vendors. Um, but the shop, I mean, Berkeley is another place that had nice smelling shops. Yeah, and Berkeley and, is in uh, what is it? Uh, what were the Native Americans from that part? So in that language, it, uh, it means the Transformers tribe. The Transformers tribe. It yeah. means dirty hippie, Berkeley, right? Yes, exactly, precisely. So they were really prescient. Yeah, and their uh, their totem poles um, changed from eagles into uh, automobiles. They were more than meets the eye. Yeah. Anyway, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. You never saw this, uh, which is 
Which is strange to me, uh, because it is a big pop culture touchstone. So uh, we watched we watched the pilot episode of Twin Peaks, and then we watched um, season three, episode one of Revenge. Um, so what were your what did you think of Twin Peaks? It was a lot sillier than I expected. I thought it was going to be more of a straight on drama, and there was there was a lot more silliness going on. And in the beginning, I I couldn't figure out what was going on with the the total crazy overacting by the Laura Palmer's mother and father. And I was just like, is this on purpose? And Laura, I, I can't remember his name. I should have looked it up, but he's a great actor. So I figured it was on purpose. And so that was a little bit off putting. So I wasn't liking it at first, but once Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin show, showed up. The show just picked up and it's, he's really awesome in it, but he's really silly, but it's fun. Well, yeah, the overacting is, is on purpose. Um, it, and it's actually, um, it does kind of fit in well with Revenge because um, if you keep watching Twin Peaks, it's in the way that uh, Get a Life was kind of a meta commentary on sitcoms. This mm. is a meta commentary on nighttime soap operas. Okay. And they even get to a uh, soap opera within the show uh, on TV that everybody's watching all the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that over the top campy quality is definitely on purpose and it j- it just gets more so i mean i i laughed i rewatched it and i laughed a few times oh yeah i, I did i just didn't expect it to be so silly and very funny Colin mclaughlin has a lot of great lines what are these trees called what are these and his the the, the way his character is made where he just jumps from thought to thought out loud is really funny and the his t- talking to the tape recorder and I, I thought of a funny idea that the show goes on and he's not really an FBI agent and there's no tape they can send anywhere but I'm sure that's not the case but that was just it was just funny how that was a, a setup too yeah I remember uh, when when Twin Peaks came out um, they I worked at I worked at a bookstore back then it was like 1990 and uh, they had the uh, Hello Diane the Agent Cooper tapes it was like audio cassette of his oh. like uh, his tape recordings and they also of course had uh, laura palmer's diary which was a, a big bestseller for a little bit um i hope it sold with the lock and no key since that's the part of the show where he had to break the lock yeah no it did not it was just a paperback book um but so you you say you would say you enjoyed it overall I did. I don't know if I enjoyed it enough to keep watching, but I did enjoy it overall. Really? Even with the uh, the mystery of who killed Laura Palmer? Oh, who cares? I'm, I, I imagine they never gave the answer. No, they do. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Maybe I'll just skip to that episode. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I think it's worth. I think it's worth continuing. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll just try, every once in a while turn on it. Just. There's so many shows to watch, and this is it's good, but it's I don't know. There's other stuff that's like The Wire and Breaking Bad that I haven't watched that probably go above it in the queue yeah i guess so i guess that's true but this one you know you can watch for free you don't have to rent it or anything so yeah well breaking bad's on netflix too but the the weird thing about twin peaks i'm not weird but the thing i was thinking i was looking at there's eight episodes in the first season and i'm wondering i guess it was kind of like a, a mid-season replacement that's why it has such a short run the first season i'm wondering why they didn't keep it to eight for the second season, because it seemed like the kind of show that would work better with less. Oh, it, yeah. Second season would have worked much better with less. Um, I think everybody who's a fan of the show says that because um, it, it kind of went off the rails after a while and then and then like found its way again. But uh, there's some like slogging through in that second season uh, about midway through. 
and the show was on from I think eighty nine to ninety or eighty eight to ninety, something like that. Oh, I thought it was like ninety to ninety one, but uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, you could be right. You looking it uh, up? Yeah, uh, ninety nine ninety one. You're exactly right. So I thought, and so I, I looking at that, I was like, well, then that movie came out. And that movie came out like ten years later, but the movie came out a year after it came out. I have no idea why I thought the movie was so <laughs> so long after it. How was the movie? Did you see it? The, uh, I did. I didn't care for it um, because the uh, the series ended. Spoiler alert. Um, with with a cliffhanger basically so when the movie came out um i thought it would it would you know we everybody thought oh it'll it'll follow up and let us know how how the series oh, ends but it was a prequel so oh. and basically i mean the movie was just more of an excuse to have more nudity i think you know and and have them be able to cuss but i i don't think it was great Firewalk okay. with me is was uh kyle mclaughlin in it or is he just since it's a prequel, there's no reason for him to be in it. Right. Uh, I honestly don't remember. I don't think he was. Okay. So easy to look this kind of information up, and yet... Why uh, bother? i got better things to do with my time. Now, there's an actor in Twin Peaks, the, this pilot, I guess, throughout the show, named Snake. His character's named Snake. And he's one of those guys, I don't know how many shows he was in, but he was always playing a douchebag. So I, I just found it funny that he... It, it just, it was striking because I thought Twin Peaks would have all guys that were just started there, and I think he was already well known as a douchebag. So that cracked me up. Yeah, well, there's a lot of good actors in this, um, and you know, almost stunt casting actors in some ways, like Peggy Lipton as the waitress from the Mod Squad, um, and uh, and the the dude who played Doctor Jacoby, the psychiatrist, uh-huh. the freaky ass dude. Um, he was in uh, West Side Story. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, and oh, oh, is is that Ross Tamblin? Yes, Ross yeah, Tamblin. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, and well, uh, the uh, the Ray Wise played uh, Laura's father, and he's an awesome actor. No, he's, he's great. More stuff. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever been in anything good. I uh, but he's everything I've seen him in, he's been good in. Yeah, he he played the devil on that show Reaper that was like yeah. on CW for a season or two. It was a pretty good show, not perfect, but he if, if it was just him it would have been a perfect show because he was he was just delightful. Yeah, he gets he gets better as this show goes on too. Um yeah, I would advise you to to watch um at least up through the beginning of season 2. Yeah, I'll try it out. Yeah, it's it's fun and it gets more and more ridiculous. Yeah, I, I the one thing I distinctly remember is the 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 dream with the 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 dwarf who was talking backwards I think or they filmed it backwards. So I have that to look forward to. Yeah, well they what they did was they had the actors um they recorded the actors saying their lines and then played it backwards to them and had them memorize how it sounded backwards and say it like that and then they reversed that. Ah, I see. So, yeah. Which I believe they did the same trick in uh, Top Secret or something very similar. Top Secret? The movie uh, was kind of it was, no, was I, the, okay. Yeah, there's I a scene the in there. There's a scene in there where they're at a library and they're walking. I and I rem, I seem to remember someone telling me that that's how they did that scene too. Val Kilmer and another character. Oh shit! I, I the only thing I remember about Top Secret is the. Uh, the car barely touching the Pinto and it blowing up. Um, was, was that from that? I thought it was. <laughs> I, I I remember that scene. I also remember the cover of the of the the box for the the VHS video was uh, something with a cow. 
yeah, yeah, Cal. I, I vaguely recall that too. Um, but yeah, uh, Twin Peaks is, uh, it's not, I mean, it's weird. You would expect it to be weird because it's from David Lynch, but it's not uh, off-puttingly weird. No, no. The, a little bit off-putting the overacting in the beginning, but that kind of calmed down. And the, the ambience in the movie is so awesome. Like the, the music and the, 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 the shots that dwell in the trees and stuff, it really sets a good scene. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, of actors, uh, the one who plays Laura Palmer's mother as well, who played Susan's mother on Seinfeld, um, oh. she's great at playing somewhat unhinged uh, mothers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say she was famous for something else. No, like not that I know of. No. Okay. Yeah, she's. I for, I didn't put together that she was Susan's mother, and that that was she's, she was very funny in that too. Yeah, so she's awesome. Um, uh, Kyle MacLachlan's great in it, and if you keep watching, he's uh, he's really impressive. Um, he's really great. I mean, he. I think he's the best part of this episode. He, he's hilarious, and he, he just he carries it off really well. This this kind of weirdness without being too weird. Yeah, and then there. I mean, there's some stuff that's just weird, like. Uh, Ed, the gas station owner, his wife has an eye patch. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's obsessed with drapes. And uh, <laughs> Dr. Jacoby, the psychiatrist, walks up and he's got like two corks or something sticking out of his ears. And different colored lenses on his glasses. Um, so there's there's some of that stuff. But there's also a story. And uh, and I think it's a lot more accessible than, than people think it is and if they haven't seen it especially if they know about like the the dwarf in the in the red room and shit with a checkerboard floor right and i mean they think of that and they know david lynch is kind of kind of weird i don't think it's as weird as david lynch gets right right no uh although it does get super fucking weird later on um but yeah yeah and there's it, there is humor in it, intentional humor too. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That, that works. There's some great lines. Uh, who's that lady with the log? We call her the log lady. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a scene where they're following the uh, somebody on a motorcycle, and he says, uh, "I think they're onto us." And then Agent Cooper's response is, "Give me a donut." <laughs> so just. Uh, and the pretty much anything to do with. The, I don't know what her job is, but the, the secretary. Oh, at the, the police, police station. Yeah, she's, Lucy. She's pretty much funny all across the board. Just she's very funny. Her character seems funny, and the actress is funny. Yeah, Kimmy Robertson, I think, is is the actress's name. Did uh, she ever go on to do anything? Not as far as I know. I've seen her in a couple commercials here and there. Just yeah, just here or there. That's that's too bad. She's she seemed pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it does a good job of mixing uh extremely dark subject matter uh with moments of uh absurdity and levity i thought yeah i, I it's at some at some point during the movie you forget how dark i mean not movie but during the pilot you forget how dark the subject matter is it's just it's just kind of such a, a crazy town with all these weird people and you forget oh there's a murder right <laughs> um the the uh the over the top jock bully bully characters were so over the top they were kind of funny yeah they, something out of a 50s movie it was just like rawr, rawr. so yeah they start howling or barking like dogs yeah. yeah um at this guy they're trying to intimidate the uh the leather the greaser the, the yeah the greaser the the biker 
Okay. I had, I had a this this pilot at least had a very fifties movie mentality. Like the, the they had the jocks and the greasers, and the scene where Bobby leaves the the diner is it's just all his lines are like something that a fifties movie character would say. It's just really, really kind of snappy patter. Yes, it it is it does have that that fifties feel um, to a lot of it. I mean, there's that biker bar too that is is just weird. Like the type of music that they're playing is is very mood music that no biker bar would ever play but they're all sitting and, and listening quietly and some of them are dancing and coincidentally it's the it's the theme song for the show it is with lyrics um which uh angelo Badalamente i think is the the composer um along with i think david lynch uh did some of the music with him as well um but yeah it's very uh very moody and atmospheric and uh very uh it was very filmic i thought i remember when it first came on like it was you have to think about 1990 you know what kind of it was basically coming out of dynasty and and those were the kind of uh late night dramas that were on so this was something completely different at the time um yeah well i'm glad uh you didn't hate it i thought it it held up fairly well yeah, yeah, I I did hate the fact that they had to insult Philadelphia. That was really disappointing. <laughs> I'd rather be well. That it wasn't so much insulting Philadelphia as uh, paying homage to W. C. Fields. So. That's true, and that's that's something that people should do more often. Yeah. So, recommend? Yeah. Oh yeah, I I think if you know going in what you're getting, I I would recommend it. If you're if you're going in and think it's it's like CSI, uh, readjust yeah, your your. Uh, well, we'll just readjust your life because you shouldn't be looking for another CSI. One no, is more than enough. Yeah. And, and I think there's four, so you're set. And there's even more uh, just under different names. Well, uh, yeah. What with NCIS. the new season of TV and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a still good... different. It, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't think that's ever going to be the standard show. But it, I don't think it's as different now as it was then. No, of course not. Yeah, I mean... Just the fact that it's so cinematic, I think TV shows have, as we talked about, TV shows have gotten so much better that they are more like movies now than they were then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but And this this kind of helped set that in motion, I think, although it still took a while for, for the rest of TV to catch up. Well, I think it took something to be so, more popularity because this was critically acclaimed, but the they didn't get the, the message that less episodes makes it made it so they could be better so the second season i know that the ratings went way down so that's why it got off the air yeah well they i mean basically what happened in the in the second season is um fairly early on the second season they they solved the mystery of who killed laura palmer Uh, Uh so then what then they were just kind of floundering for a reason to keep the show going like what then you know what is what is the focus of the show after that um and they couldn't really figure it out for a while. Um, and but I they... think that I, I think it's better when they have a mystery like that when it gets solved earlier than later. Because when they don't solve it, when they wait too long to solve something like that, it's just it's just like oh come on, it's just dragging things on. It's not really interesting. So, well, I think this show did it in a way that kept you uh, that kept you interested rather okay. than pissing you off. Right. Right. At, at least that's my memory of it. Um, it's been a while since I've watched the series, so. No, but that's what I'm saying. They did solve it early. I mean, if they would have gone two or three seasons without solving the, the mystery, it'd just be like, oh right. Oh right. Well, I mean, like that. What what's that show? The Killing. 
on AMC. Yes. Whereas yes. the I I didn't I didn't watch it. I think I watched it's the a, first. It's it's a really good show. It's it's it actually Twin Peaks reminded me of that a little bit. Well, of course Twin Peaks came first, but I hadn't seen it. But the the the, the atmosphere, the way they set the up the atmosphere, like the killing did it really good, really well at that too. And the first season was excellent. Uh, I stopped watching the second season because it kind of ruined everything they did in the first season by start the way they started the second season. Uh, well, I heard I had heard that uh, they had promised they were going to reveal who the killer was at the end of the first season, and then they didn't. And I heard that pissed well, a lot of people. That's off. what pissed me. That's actually that's uh, you're right. I'm sorry. The, the the last episode of the first season, they revealed a killer, and it was a really well done ending. And it was it was the earlier in the season it was really set up, and you could tell that they were pointing toward this guy and when it actually ended up being him was, it was really well done. And then, the, and so the whole episode is about them taking him down and bringing him in. It was all really well done. And then at the end of the episode, uh, we find out it wasn't him. So thanks a lot for giving us the satisfying, satisfying ending and then taking it away from us. And then us. just giving us a fuck you. Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> well, I, uh, that's the thing about twin peaks is that, um, you can, Guess your ass off after watching this pilot who's the killer. You will never in a million years get it right. Um, so it is it is worth watching, I think, just to... I mean, it's it's some crazy shit. But, uh, but I yeah, I, I think if you've got some free time, just watch it here and there. Watch episodes and, um, and watch at least up until the, the reveal. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put it... I'll throw it in there. Yeah, and then... And then after they reveal the killer, um, you can probably, I mean, you, you might miss some storyline stuff, but then just skip straight ahead to the very last episode, which is possibly the weirdest thing ever on network TV. Um, well, I, I don't know. I can't say that because the monkeys did a, a special 33 and a third revolutions per monkey. That was just one big acid trip. But uh, Twin Peaks finale is up there, too. So Twin Peaks. Watch it and right now. Yeah, turn the show off. Turn us off. We're not. We've got nothing uh, more of importance to say because now we're moving on to Revenge. And this is a show uh, we both started watching in the first season. Yeah, and I don't know why I started watching because it's such a, it's such a something I wouldn't usually enjoy, and I I was hooked by the first episode. Yep. By the end of the first episode, I was hooked. Oh, Viv and I uh, said the exact same thing. This is not like our normal style of show that we watch because it is it's very soap opera ish and and talk about uh, over the top acting yeah it, it both of those exist but it's still a good a good show it is uh, um, yeah it's good it's good i was gonna take back take that back a little bit last season kind of wasn't as good as the first season but it was still good enough for me to keep watching it through the whole season yeah second season i i decided early on it jumped the shark and uh stopped watching but then for some reason we went back to it and uh, got back into it and, and finished off the second season. And uh, second season, they did do some things right, um, especially near the end, because they, they killed off a couple annoying characters, uh, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. And they I think part of my problem with the second season is they introduced a character, Aiden, who didn't exist at all in the first season, not even a hint of him. Right. And he ended up being a huge character and just like, you know, at least hints, a hint, it's a hint at a love interest before you introduce them. So yeah, well, was... and the, it's also the the same problem with Twin Peaks, kind of, is that uh, after the first season, you know, it's a, so the show is about um, this rich woman in the Hamptons who uh, has taken on a secret identity 
because uh, she lived there as a kid and she's returned to exact revenge on this family that uh, destroyed her dad and her her family when she was a girl but they don't know she's who she is they think she's somebody else um so it's all about her getting her revenge but but so it was the same problem like how long can you keep going with that premise of her like either she's going to get her revenge or she's not and first season you know she kind of got her revenge on these people yeah in some ways so then so then you're left with the problem of well how do you how do you continue this and i don't think they handled it well uh, at the beginning of season two especially i agree and i think i think uh, hopefully they have a better handle on it now and they, i hope that they have an endpoint mapped out like the, we know we're going to end after this such and such season because i think that's going to make it more interesting yes i i totally agree with that they they need an endpoint for a show like this um yeah because it's, it's definitely not open-ended you can't can't continue to torture this family right or and yeah and she can't just move on to there's like nobody else she needs to get revenge on so i mean she can't be in line at at starbucks and someone cuts in front of her and decide to start going after that person right so yeah it's it's got to be a finite series and i think i think maybe uh this season and maybe one more is is all it's got in it uh as far as i can see but it, it is still a hit i think I don't know how hits are defined. It, it seems like it's it's what it's a hit. It seems like Sunday nights. Well, Sunday nights for for the other channels are are not as. It's like they're they're going for a different audience since that Sunday night football takes up a lot of a lot of the audience. So I don't think a hit is is is. I don't know. I think it's defined differently for a Sunday night. So it, it might be a hit for a different audience. Like it has more women watching, and that's what they need. Yeah, or more of a younger demographic. Because they're kind of counter-programming the, the football game. Yeah, um, but it it is it's a fun show, a lot more fun than uh, you'd think it would be. Yeah, and I think what makes it fun is that it has a sense of humor. Like I've I've watched other soap opera type shows and I stopped watching them because they're just they just take themselves so seriously. There's no comic foil. It's just it's just you're slogging through affairs and you know people hating each other and there's no. But this show has like uh, what's his name Roland. Roland always makes something funny. And yes. It's just, so there's there's a bit of a sense of humor to this show, and they're kind of winking at you and saying, "We're this this we know how ridiculous we're being, but you know this is fun." Yeah. Um. And and I'm not sure that Madeline Stowe knows how ridiculous she's being, but I hope she does. But she um she chews the scenery like no one since uh well Faye Dunaway in Network. <laughs> But it's fun. It's fun to watch. Um, really is. And and she obviously is enjoying the shit out of out of her role. And the uh, the main character, what, Emily Clark, is that the character's name? I can't even remember. Yeah, or Emily. Yeah, Emily Clark. Yes. And, and her, I think her her the name she's taken is something else, like something. No, Amanda cool. Clark, right? And Emily, oh, Amanda Clark, and Emily is her, her Emily suitor. Stone or something. Who who knows? Yeah. Um, but the uh, the actress who plays her when when it first came on, I was like, oh god, you know, it's just some, it's just some good looking, uh, idiot actress they got because she's young and pretty and but but she does a really good fucking job. Oh, she's awesome. I, I she carries the show. I mean, of course, because she's in pretty much every scene is part of why she carries the show. But she's so good. But she can carry the show. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. And and I was you know when when I first saw it, I was like, ugh. And I was glad to be proven wrong because she's very strong. And not only that, but her character's strong. It's not. It's not a show where things happen to her. 
No, no, she makes things happen. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's the County Monte Cristo. She's coming back to to take revenge on all her enemies, and and she's she's taking revenge. So it's it's kind of an awesome kick-ass character that does all this cool stuff. Yeah, she's she's a fucking badass ninja. Yeah, um, I yeah. mean, like literally, Impossible. almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a very fun show. Yeah, and like you said, Nolan, he's he's the uh, okay. the computer expert who has his own. Uh, company he's he's the comic relief and and i guess the fan favorite um he's fun madeline stowe is great uh some there's there's always in these shows just as there is in twin peaks with the character of james there's the brooding uh sensitive guy uh in this case the bar owner jack who uh i could i could do it with a little less of of that yeah, I, uh, and a little less of his, his the way he changes his mind about how things are going and all all that stuff, and the fact that they've set up the show that everything horrible has happened to him now. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. That's I I like the intrigue and the uh, and the action and the uh, maneuvering, and he has nothing to do with any of that. He's he's right. just he's the poor sensitive schlub who's dad died and brother died and wife died died, and he's taking care of the baby right um so and when when he shows up the the action kind of stops because he doesn't want it to happen or when he tries to do something emily stops him it's yes he's kind of a stop to everything he's a killjoy he is a killjoy he's he's the uh the superman of this show in that he uh as as we talked about before there's no really no uh nuance or anything to him he's just He's the moral center. He's the good guy, and nothing will sway him. So he's a killjoy. Although in this episode, I was a little surprised by his his uh, I don't know what to call what he did, where he, where he kissed he kissed her and he stood back. I have no feelings for you. I was surprised that happened. It kind of cracked me up. Yeah, it's, it is. It's got that soapy um, quality that that works that. Yeah. Normally does not work for me. Um, yeah, well, I think it works because they step back from it quickly and do something fun. Yes, I agree. And and every season begins with uh, in the future and then flashes back. So uh, somebody gets shot or something generally is what happens. Um, and in the first season they did this by uh, – I don't want to give too much away if you watch it, but I was surprised by how quickly they solved what was happening. Yeah, it was like mid-season. I thought it was going to be a, like a cliffhanger for the end of the season, but so I thought that was another another point for the show. Yeah, it, they had this cliffhanger and they gave you what happened before the show ended, and then the show ended on another cliffhanger. But you weren't left hanging too long. Right, and this season, uh, season three, started with a, a pretty major, uh, pretty major shooting, and uh, and we'll see how long it takes them to to get to that. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's real. The show's going to end pretty quick in well, yeah. an unsatisfying manner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we don't know what happened prior to that, though, so it might, there might still be some satisfaction, even if that is the end. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just good dumb fun, and uh, and I don't know why it works for me, but it it totally does. Because um, I think a lot of it works for me for me personally is because I I really enjoy revenge. Stories like I, was gonna, I, I yeah. enjoyed kind of Monte Cristo and I enjoyed the the limey that kind of story I I, I think is is somewhat sa- somehow satisfying but also the performances I mean the over top ones work and the I can't remember her name but Emily she's a great actress she is she's really good and what what do you know the is it Emily Van Camp is that her real name I think it's 
Van Camp for sure. I'm not sure. I think Emily. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah. No. She's really fucking good. Um, and and the support. Well, no, the guy who plays Nolan is good. Um, he he hits just the right notes. He's a former model. Is he? Yeah. Well, he's I, he's a good comedic actor. Um, yeah, he's really good. He's really funny, and he, he he he's believable as a nerd too. Yeah. No. Totally. Uh, the Madeline Stowe, as we said, is just. Fucking eating the scenery uh, with ketchup, and uh, her husband is is your standard uh, corporate bad guy. He looks like he could have been on any soap in the eighties, any late late night soap. He could have been on Twin Peaks. He could have been, yeah, exactly. He could he could have played the uh, hotel owner Ben Horn on Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, that would have been perfect for him. Um, who else? Yeah, it, it's a really fun show. There. There was uh, also this uh, this shady uh, secret evil society in the first two seasons that was uh, overseeing things. They're kind of gone now, but uh, I think there's. I, I, I hope they're gone because there's, there's kind of it was kind of too too much power. It got ridiculous, yeah, to where they're like controlling, you know, the, they're infiltrating the government and whatever. Um, yeah. And I also didn't like the change of cast for her. I don't know what to call her. The 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 guy in Japan who was who trained her, her sensei, I guess. Yeah. And in the first season, he was it was I liked the actor who played him because it was it was not what you'd expect for a sensei character. And then the second season, the actor was replaced, and he was much more what you'd expect. Like more, yeah. So I, cliched. I yeah, yeah. 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 The second season was problematic uh, overall, although. As I said, I did get back into it. Um, yeah, I think by the end they they fixed their problems, and we'll see how the third season goes. But yeah, the the, the second season was a drop off for sure, but it wasn't enough of a drop off to make me stop watching it uh, altogether. No, or me either. Um, and I still I haven't watched the show that's on after it. Uh, even though I betrayal. Was, yeah, betrayal. I was supposed to for our uh, our bonus app that we're going to be. We'll doing. probably talk about during the bonus episode, but I watched it and. You didn't. You didn't miss much. Yeah, that's what. That's kind of how I felt. Um, yeah, it's it's a hard uh, trick to pull off what they do with it. Although I guess Scandal is supposed to. I mean, people like that too. So I don't know. I haven't watched that. Um, maybe that's another fun one in this vein. It seems like it from the ad. So I, I think I I do have a desire to start. And it's on Netflix. So I'll, I'll probably start watching that one. Probably after Twin Peaks, and uh, everything else I want to watch. The Wire and Breaking Bad and. Hemlock Grove, which I started watching last night. Hemlock, but that's a I know that's what's his name though, right? Yeah, I know. I didn't I didn't find that out till after I watched the episode, and the episode was pretty good. So, Eli Roth. Eli Roth, yeah. Who? I I have no desire to watch those terrible movies, but this wasn't this wasn't that kind of horror, so I was okay with it. All right. Uh, I. You're like the the those what's the, what's the the word for those kind of movies? He torture makes? porn. Torture porn. Yeah, it, it didn't have that. It was just it was there was actually there was some graphic violence, but it was it was not what I picture his terrible movies that I don't want to watch, which are probably great since I haven't watched it. But no, yeah. no, they're they're not. Have you actually watched one? I think I watched uh, Hostel or at least part of it. And I'm shocked that you even tried. Yeah, I am too. It, it, that's just not my thing. That's why I was turned off when I saw that he was the one who did this. But. If it's if it's not the torture porn stuff, um, I I could give it a try. This is just the first episode though, so maybe it gets torture or torturey and porny, but it's you know it's a wolf, it's a werewolf story. It's more monster than yeah yeah yeah. Um, 
yeah, cool. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Um, so, so Revenge, um, we just started season three, and uh, so we're not. What did you think of this episode? I, I I enjoyed it. The the season three first episode. It was fun enough. Uh, here's the thing. I had to actually. I just watched it a week ago. I had to go to Wikipedia to remind myself of what happened on it. Um, which I don't. I mean, that's some kind of comment. I don't know if it's on the show or me, but like, I don't. It's it's like cotton candy in a way, you know. And I think that's that's the show. I mean, yeah, there's... that's what it's supposed to be. So it's like it doesn't stick in my mind, like break. You know, it's not Breaking Bad, where you're not going to be talking about it the next day, right? To people. Right. Did, oh my God, did you see it? Um, you might talk about the overall, like we've have how how such and such was really neat about the show, but yeah, you're not going to talk. Nothing's going to blow your mind. Right. Plot points. We've even talked about. Uh, there, there's a character, uh, Aiden, who now wants to. Uh, kill emily amanda and uh and we have no idea why like we can't remember what the hell happened in the last season. so it's it's disposable <laughs> to a to a certain extent and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing no i don't either we both enjoy it as i yeah. said but when you asked me what i thought about the episode it was a decent episode of revenge um <laughs> and yet i i remembered so little that i had to look it up uh so th- <laughs> That tells you. And then when I did look it up, I was like, oh, yeah. Even when the uh, when the season premiere aired and, uh, it, you know, there was uh, Jack's dead brother, they mentioned. I was like, oh, right. He died last season. That's it doesn't stick with me. Right. But, I mean, a, a death of a major character. Sorry, people are going to watch Revenge after we've already ruined that. But a, a death of, of a major character in most shows really kind of tears your heart out. And I remembered it when they said it, but I was like, oh, all right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a big deal. It should be a big deal. Yes. For a, a good show, it's a big deal, but for this, it's not. Except The Sopranos. Major characters died in that. Nobody cared. True, true. Um, but well, that's diff- that's I don't know if thing. that's true either, because I think, I think it was a big deal when major characters died on there. At least people yeah, talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, that's that's a bad point. But, uh, but, yeah, this it's, you know what? It's a silly show. It's a... Uh, it's just uh, deliciously trashy. <laughs> but not, yeah, I think we've talked about enough why it's good. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's good. I mean, I'm, this, I'm recommending it. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk shit about it. Um, yeah. Man, this was a, uh, we, we kind of wrapped it up quick. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's, uh. It's okay. We talked about most of the plot points of. I think it's hard to talk about the revenge because it's, I don't want to ruin it for people. But also, like you said, I don't remember all of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember enough of it. I mean, the girl came from Europe and blah blah blah. But nothing that really. Who cares? Yeah, it's a it's a revenge story. So, uh, I'm on board. <laughs> Have you ever read County Monte Cristo? A long time ago. Yeah. This is so great. And then I think I read it. And it was soon after that movie came out, and I was so disappointed. I wanted the movie to be just as good as the book. And the movie wasn't terrible, because it did have Louis, Louis Gonzalez. And I love Louis Gonzalez, and he always makes me happy, but not as good as the book. Wait, I don't know who that is. Oh, the guy that, he shows up in all the... Um... Not Luis Guzman? Oh, Guzman, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's really good. I never saw the movie. Um, 
but he's, I, I don't know why he's so good. He's just really just entertaining. He is. He's fun to watch. He's got an interesting face, as they say. Yeah, and he's he's good when he tries to be funny. He's good when he doesn't try to be funny. Yeah, he's, he's got good, he's good in everything. He's got a an energy to him that uh, that works on screen for sure. And then I like the fact that I don't know in Community, a show we talk about a lot, but he was in the first first or second season. It was declared that he went to that community college, and there's I don't know if there's a statue there already or there's going to be a statue. And I don't know if that was originally just a joke about him, and they didn't really like they didn't know him, but. Uh, at some point, he goes on the show, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was it was really cool. He was their most famous alumni. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Luis Guzman. Another recommendation from us here. Yes, watch anything he's in. Have you seen that HBO show he was on? I haven't seen it. No, was he the star? One of them. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, I, I think he played Samantha. No, I don't. I don't oh, remember the cool. name of it. Um, it might even still be on, but it was it was a real like under the radar show. Like it didn't get any of the press of pretty much anything else on HBO. So was it called Are You Being Served? Because that's BBC. Oh, he should. They should do a remake of Are You Being Served with Luis Guzman. <laughs> I I I always I love when people talk about that show. It's uh, the worst it, fucking show. But I watched it when I was a kid, and I thought anything on PBS was supposed to be for smart people. So I could never figure out. I was like, I must not get it because this is for smart people. And it also had the British accents, and you know that's smart people. Well, so, the, the thing I mean, about... Benny, Hill, Benny Hill I got was for adults because there was naked women in it. So I, I didn't think that was for smart people. But this show I thought was for smart people. The thing about Britain is like their comedy is either really of the Oscar Wilde variety where it's uh, very witty – and intelligent, or it's just dumb as fuck. And this was the, this is the Oscar Wilde since I was a gay guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but the the stuff we get on PBS over here, for the most part, they're they're the comedies we got um, were the dumbest fuck variety. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, we got Monty Python, which was nice, but then, yeah, Benny Hill and and not not upstairs downstairs that's a drama um yeah are you being served just those really that terrible dreck like that that's like i think it was just payback for us uh importing like gilligan's island and shit over there you know i don't think there'll ever be enough payback for that there there shall not um have you seen the the lake bell movie in a world where no she... i haven't i haven't seen it How, did you no, it looks good. I, I would. It's on my list of things to say. That was a random fucking thing to bring up, dude. Well, I look. I looked up the Louis Guzman show, and he was. She was in that. How to make it in America. How to make HBO. it in America. Yeah, yeah. And she was in that too, which is a good sign because she's she's pretty great. Yeah, she's uh, on Children's Hospital, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lake Bell. Um, but she directed. I I believe wrote this in a I world think, where. She... Yeah, I I no, I know of it. Yeah, she did direct it for sure. Um. No, I I think we want to see Gravity. That looks. I want to. That's one of the few movies I want to see in IMAX 3D. Yeah, it I, looks so beautiful. I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I hate 3D. Um, everybody tells me, oh, you got to see this one in 3D, and I'm like, ah, fuck. Every time I do it, I I regret it. But they oh, say I that usually, about this one too. So yeah, well, I usually ignore those people because I think they're full of shit. But this time, I believe them. 
No, so maybe I'll be wrong this time. Yeah, no, everybody says 3D for gravity. So I think we we're thinking of seeing it uh, this weekend. This is opening weekend when we're recording this, but we, we decided to wait a week. Opening weekend's a little much for us. Yeah, it's crowded. Who wants that? And it's the dude who did uh, Children of Men. Right. Uh, which was very impressive as far as directing. Uh, so I was like, well, you know, it's more of a, it's more of kind of an indie movie but it does have george clooney and sandra bullock so i think that's probably gonna uh, get get the middle america into the theaters just the star power yeah so yeah it's a, it's a i think it's the most popular movie of the week it, it got a lot of hype too yeah and for once it there was a good trailer that didn't give the whole movie away yeah it was a good tra- it makes it seem like almost a horror movie yeah sure, i saw yeah same here and i'm still not sure it isn't um yeah. <laughs> And just so you know, uh, his resume is good. He also did a Harry Potter movie. Oh yeah, he did the third, the best Harry Potter movie. Yeah, right? p- possibly the best. I think I, I think it was the best. Directing wise. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I want to see that. Uh, what else is? Is there anything else coming out? Well, once we figure out how to finagle some movie passes, maybe we'll. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. If, and if people out there know how to do that, please let us know so we can get in on these free movies. Yeah, well, with as little effort on our part as possible, preferably. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Oh, the it's the good time. It's the, it, I, in my opinion, the best movie times are the middle of the summer when all the blockbusters are out, and this time of year when all the Oscar baits coming out. Yeah, well, obviously, I gravitate more towards this time of year. Um, I like them both equally, I, but like after after this, like in January and February, it's usually when they put the crap out. So that's in in September, October, it's usually kind of crappy. I mean, late August, September, and early October, it's usually crappy. But right now, middle October is when the good stuff starts coming out. Uh, Captain Phillips might be good. I'm what the sure. hell is that? Oh, is that Tom the, Hanks movie? Tom, I just have such a hard time when they cast Tom Hanks in these kind of movies, you know, I, I just automatically think, well, it's going to be a super watered down version of the story. Yeah, maybe. Couldn't they have gotten Scolari? I ask myself. Yeah, couldn't they, they could have gotten Scolari if they were, if they had a brain in their head, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I mean, for me, that, that's the kind of thing that's definitely wait for DVD. And there was something I haven't seen an ad for, but it was, uh, Set in the 70s and had Bradley Whitford and I think Christian Bale. And a, a director was the, <clears throat> excuse me, the guy who did that, the fighter. That looked like it might be good from the trailer, but I haven't seen ads for it, so I don't know when it's coming out. Who did the fighter? Was it Aronofsky? No, uh, the. Oh, uh, I'm fuck. bad with names. I know. I I am too. Uh, David O. Russell. Oh, David O. Russell. Right. Who I adore I, his, all his movies have been great i mostly like him but what was the last one he did um i liked it silver linings playbook oh silver linings yeah it was it was definitely far more uh conventional than than his other movies yeah but but it was it was, a, it was his version of a romantic comedy and yeah. i had some problems with it but it was i still enjoyed it it was it was decent um that that was a weird one because when i watch it uh What's her name won the Oscar for that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, the the Katniss the, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence won the Oscar, and when I watched it, I thought I was like, uh, "Wait, what's the guy's name?" Uh, who Bradley Cooper? Bradley or... Cooper. Yeah, I, all I could think of was Whitford. Uh, I thought Bradley Cooper did a much better job of acting in it than she did. 
and he he had the tougher he had the the, the whole mental illness thing going. Well, so did she. But yeah, he had he was better in that. It was so, I thought it was kind of weird that she won. I did but, too. I I was not that impressed with her performance in it. Um, I think it was it was it was partly for Hunger Games and partly I don't know just a popularity thing. Yeah, she's she the, got the nominated hot before new... and she. I don't know if she won before, but yeah, she was really. But then she gave that awesome speech, so I really like her. Well, she was really good in uh, Winter's Bone. Right, I think she might have won for that, or she was very at the very least nominated. Yeah, no, this was her first Oscar, I'm sure, wasn't it? Uh, I that's you're probably right, but she was definitely nominated for Winter's Bone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe this was just you know the goodwill toward her because I I, I was far more impressed with uh, Bradley Cooper his performance and, in it and De Niro it was nice to see and you know I think we've talked about this before Chris Tucker was awesome in that movie yeah Chris Tucker was really good and uh yeah it was nice to see De Niro um for once trying yeah it's so, it's so weird I don't know if, if he just doesn't can't do it anymore if he just doesn't want to but I it's obvious he can do it because he was really good in this he was good I think you know well number one I think the kind of movies that that he got uh known for being a great actor and aren't really around as much anymore. That's, that's a good point. Um, and if, if, and if you have the career he's had, he can be lazy if he wants to be, and nobody really has any right to complain. Right. Exactly. Um, although we do, uh, um, oh, I mean, why? he's, he's not Al Pacino level caricature of himself, no. but he, he's definitely, there's a lot of shit he's just doing for the paycheck. And I know we're way, way off topic, but Al Pacino was really good in that. It was surprisingly good in that the smoking movie. Uh, was it The Culling Informant? Where he, play, he played the producer from 60 Minutes and uh, the Russell Crowe played the, the oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you, I went in expecting it to be the Al Pacino that's screaming all the time and banging tables and a really low-key, awesome performance. Well, it, it just makes me wonder if – that was the case that there was a director there that was so good at reining him in that he could, he got a good performance mm-hmm. um, where other, other directors aren't able to control him. Or if it's a case that other directors want that over the top performance and like encourage him to be expect. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who, yeah, obviously Al Pacino was fucking brilliant in, in the Godfather movies and dog day afternoon. I mean, for a while and, and, and say, uh, say, you know, the same thing with De Niro. Um, and now, I mean, it's it's kind of sad to me because even even someone like Scorsese, what was the last great movie Scorsese made? You know, uh, maybe Casino, if you if you consider that a great movie. If not, it was Goodfellas. Um, the last one I saw, I haven't even seen all those movies. The last one I saw was just it was good. It wasn't. I I didn't love it. The one he won actually won an award for. Uh, oh, The Departed. Yeah, it was. Departed. I, I mean, but that's the problem. Like, I think Hollywood's just so different now. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. You've got to have the every movie's got to be a tentpole movie, or you know, what are they? What's the term for? Uh, I can't think of it now. Um, but uh, major studios doing having their independent movie divisions, so that even independent movies now are basically conventional, you know, uh, studio movies. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the kind of movies Scorsese used to make, they're just. I don't think even with his name that he can do him anymore because he could, he could do a Goodfellas or a casino because mob movies are, are bigger than he made them bigger than they were. Yeah. But he couldn't, yeah. he could not do a taxi driver, not in a million years. No, not, not, or a raging bull. 
Right, yeah. That'd be tough. He might be able to get because that kind of movie does get made the biopic, and you can be different about it. like the fighter was a different biopic. It was not not as good as Raging Bull, but you know you can be different about it. But no, I, Taxi Driver for sure he couldn't make. Well, even biopics. I mean, there's always been that element of of their uh, there's a lot of the rough edges of someone's life are glossed over in biopics, but it's it's like really really bad now where everything well, is just a puff piece you know they just canceled the uh the queen movie because sasha baron cohen wanted to you know really explore the dark the dark areas of freddie mercury's life and and the band was like no we don't we don't want that you know so <laughs> what are they gonna make now he he just he sang and that's it that's all that's all i want to talk about yeah he look I loved Freddie Mercury. The the guy got AIDS, and it was be, because of how he lived, partly. And he himself like didn't apologize for that the way he lived. So why why whitewash it now? You know? Yeah, that's that is weird. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a problem, and and that's the thing with the Departed as well. You know that the end scene with the rat running along the edge. It was like, just that was such a weird thing for him to do. It was just like throwing. Just how, just being really obvious with the symbolism. Yeah, and that's not something you'd expect from Martin Scorsese. It's something you expect from him in his student film. Exactly. Not even then. I think he was smarter than. I mean, it's just one of those things that I think like, the, it had to be a studio note or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, but but even even like Gangs of New York was kind of boring to me, um, or not great. You know, it was decent, but. But still too conventional. I think that's another one. Like Daniel Day Lewis, uh, obviously he's a good actor, but he is over the top as shit too. Does nobody see that? Like, I did. I think he was. I, did, I thought he was an awesome Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. I, I have not seen actually. Um, but but like there will be blood and gangs in New York. He's just he's just like going to town, Madeline Stowe style. <laughs> in those roles um so i yeah i don't know i don't know it's it's a uh, there's always going to be good movies uh they'll always find a way but it it just seems like there's so much interference and so much so much marketing interference yeah these days i do like the, the guys like david o russell though even even when he has something that wasn't isn't perfect like our heart huckabees which was good but not great I, well, at I, least that was different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the same with the guy, the guys you don't like. Uh, I mean, Wes Anderson. It's, I, I like that he's putting out stuff that's going to be his voice. No, I me mean, too. I, I like. So I, 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 I like that those guys are out there. And uh, there's a third one I always like. The guy who did uh, that that movie I didn't care for. Uh, he he did Magnolia and oh yeah, Paul Thomas, which Anderson. I love. Paul Thomas, P. T. Anderson, who the last movie I didn't like. I forget the name of it, but I, I like. I like that he's out there, just his vision, and his vision hasn't gotten boring yet. Well, I, yeah, and I'm not a fan of his, as, as we discussed, but I right. I do also appreciate that he's out there doing it, and Wes Anderson, who I don't like. I appreciate, as well, that at least there's somebody with a sensibility mm-hmm. um, that that Hollywood can't completely curtail, you know? Right. But, and, and it's just like music. There's always going to be great stuff out there. You just have to search for it. 
a lot more you have to put work into it to find the really good stuff nowadays i think more so than than before i, I think that it's it's like a blessing of a curse of the internet because there's so much to go through now than there used to be yeah yeah um do you want to uh i have a, a funny anecdote i read about do you want to hear it it's not from real life it's from the internet yeah aubrey plaza who plays uh april on parks and rec yes she's obsessed with a basketball player named chris bosh have you heard the story nope he guest starred on uh, a recent episode of parks and rec where he had a, a, a cameo in the episode basically he was a basketball player dunked and he said <laughs> that's something like i'm, I'm better at french horn than you too roger have you, did you see thursdays yeah yeah yeah, that was him. So he was in that episode, and she's obsessed with him, and she's been obsessed with him on Twitter for, like, years, like, just saying things about how he's a Superman. He loves him. She loves her. And she loves him. So she really wanted to meet him, but he, she wasn't in that scene. So she decided, She said to uh, the showrunner, Greg, Mike Scherr, and he's, and he's like, I, I assume they knew each other by the amount, of, the amount of times on Twitter she talks about him. So I didn't bother putting them in the scene together. And I just told her, you know, you can just show up on set and talk to him. Just, you know, like a normal person would do. And she decided to not be a normal person. So she went to find him in uh, the dressing room while they're getting his makeup and hair ready. And she got there before he got there. And he decided, she decided it would be really, really funny to, instead of introducing herself, to dress up like the the hairdresser like take her outfit and put a pair like a big pair of glasses on and pretend to be the hairdresser until until he recognized recognized her so when he came in he she said uh, what do you need done do you want do you want me, you want me to cut your hair i can cut your hair so she he, she went through the whole thing and he never ever recognized her and she said she kept trying to make it more ridiculous but the more she said the more he just stared at the floor and just answered the questions without really looking up and so eventually, she had her she had her picture taken with him. He left and never ever told him that it was her. I think that was an awesome story. <laughs> well, uh, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of some extreme links to go to. Well, I, I the way she tells the story, she's like, well, by the time I was. I, by the time I was doing it, I was all in, and I couldn't say it because right, you can't back out at that yeah, point. Yeah. Huh? Wow. I just think it's it's really funny when someone awesome has such a humiliating story and they share it with the world. Yes, it is. I I agree. It's also awesome when uh, people who are famous still have that kind of crazy stalkerish level of uh, <laughs> yeah. fandom. <laughs> And I wonder if this this Chris Bosch, or however you say it, Bosch. I mean, no, I mean, me, dude. they they won the championship, so it's a big deal. I just does he not watch the show? He just decided like he got the check. I mean, he doesn't need the money, so why is he doing a cameo? Usually, I I think when famous people do a cameo on a show, they're fans of the show. So why didn't he recognize her? Well, maybe the... maybe some of the other basketball players who had been on previously had told him. You know, oh right, I forgot. Oh, go... Yeah. 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 Um, oh, well, we, we got to do this week in uh, Hannah Montana. So she was on Saturday Night Live last night when this is being recorded. Um, and did you watch it? No, I did not. Did you? Uh, I DVR'd it so I could fast forward through her crappy songs because she was a musical guest. Who Actually, I, I listened to Wrecking Ball up to the first chorus and I was like, yeah, I'm out. Don't need this. Um, so it's not good? I haven't heard any of her music. Ex- oh, I did. No, it's what? exactly what you would expect it to sound like. Oh, okay. So yeah. the best thing I've ever heard. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, yeah. You should go check it out right now. Uh, she was 
she was, I thought, decidedly mediocre on Saturday Night Live. I mean, th- she did the things where she made fun of herself, but, like, the lines that she read that were obviously supposed to be big jokes, she really didn't get a laugh on. She just didn't have uh, a very good uh, comedic... Didn't have very good comedic timing. She didn't read things correctly to get the laugh the way it should have gone. So uh, It's not worth the gag, sorry. I was listening to you, but I, try, I was trying to put a wrecking ball and see if you could hear it, but you couldn't. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought it was... I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of surprised. She should have the acting chops to be funny. since, And she was funny. I saw a skit from her where she played Justin Bieber, and that was kind of funny, but that, I think that was from the last time she was on. Well, and and uh, writing... She was funny, to, to, to make it clear. The skit was terrible, but, but she was funny doing Justin Bieber. As Justin Bieber, right. Well, maybe it was just she didn't have that kind of material. Um, this time, yeah. That's, this time to play with. Yeah. You know, she she made fun of her VMA stuff, um, but yeah, she you you would well actually you wouldn't think she would have the chops to do it. I I don't think being on a Disney Channel show or whatever. But I mean, more so than another an, another singer who is famous enough to be a host. Like since right. she she was acting for years as a kid, she's also a child actor, so she'd have more chops than than, than even Justin Timberlake, who wasn't on, he was doing acting, but he wasn't really an actor as, as much as Right, she, he was Mickey Mouse Club actors. So. Right. And he's very funny when he's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, although Bruno Mars was pretty good on Saturday Night Live, I thought. Was he? he? He was not an actor at all. So, um, yeah, so that was this week in Hannah, Montana. Uh, one last thing, this is not entertainment related, but uh, we're out eating lunch today and um i was pointing out how many there were a bunch of couples in this restaurant um not necessarily like romantic couples but there were some romantic couples and then just like some friends you know who were there together eating how could you tell the difference well i i just assume i mean they could have been gay couples don't know um but they they didn't seem like uh they were into each other well which kind of gets to my point i was counting the number of them that were just both people sitting there on their goddamn phones in the restaurant. And are we a nation of cunts now? Is this not uh, is this not rude to do? I don't get it. I mean, I get annoyed walking down the street behind people when they're just walking on their phone because, I don't know, they can't not be self-absorbed for five minutes. But... When you're in a restaurant with somebody and you're both just on your phones, that's terrifying to me. Terrifying? It it is. It's I mean, <laughs> uh, terrifying is maybe overstating it. Uh, <laughs> it's disgusting to me. It's it's it. I I I guess it's especially funny when you see a whole restaurant doing it. It well, yeah, it was fucking bizarre. I don't I don't understand. I mean, I guess when Google Glasses come out. Um, not or Google Glass, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, when it gets out of beta, then uh, then people will not even have to. There was a restaurant. Look at anybody else. A what? bar in in I think Oakland or Berkeley, or maybe San Francisco, one of those cities that's in California that specifically for forbade Google Glass, and it was on Facebook. There was a whole debate because people replied and said, "How dare you." 
this is no worse than being on the phone and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And the dude's like, you know, it's my bar. I don't, I don't care. You can say what you like. I'm not letting people wear Google Glass in here because I don't want to deal with that bullshit. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I applaud him. Fuck it. I, 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 I have been one of the people at a at a restaurant looking on my phone because I don't I, – if I'm at a restaurant and someone else takes out their phone and is doing whatever they're doing, I'm just like, well, I'm not going to sit here like an idiot. I'll look something up. I'll play Scrabble. Right, but the first person who whips out their phone is being rude, are they not? No, they almost certainly are, unless they're looking up how to do the Heimlich while I'm choking. They're probably being rude. Yeah, no, well, that's exactly my point. I I really, it bothers me. Um, And we've talked about it somewhat before, but why can't you walk down the fucking street and just walk down the street? Why can't, why is that... Why do you have to be connected to some <laughs> bullshit? Have we talked about how I used to walk throughout the city and read? Yeah, that's annoying too, dude. People <laughs> reading books. Of course, they don't do that anymore. Uh, maybe on Kindles, but... But, yeah, you don't... It's not annoying... Well, no, it is annoying. It is annoying yeah. to read a book because you're not paying attention and you're, it usually is slowing you down. Um and you're just not aware it's it's just jesus christ man you know i i do listen to headphones um but i when i'm walking nearly as bad i mean yeah when i'm walking i admit that i probably missed stuff that i could have seen i like i never bumped into anybody but i wasn't i didn't see the world as much as other people who were walking without reading obviously but when you're listening to something you can you can see what's going on yeah and i keep it low enough that i can still hear what's going on outside too um I don't know, man. Where? I I was uh, walking and listening to music one time, and I as I crossed the street, I was crossing on a green light, and this guy went like tried to turn red, turn right on red, and like almost slammed into me, and I I kind of tapped on his his uh, hood because it scared me, and I was kind of angry and adrenaline. I was filled with adrenaline, and I said I'm I didn't say I'm walking here, but it's the same deal. Anyway, as I walked, I said, "Come on, watch where you're driving." He's like, "You're wearing headphones." I I couldn't. You know, I didn't have a response to that because that didn't make any sense, but that was his complaint. <laughs> You're wearing headphones? <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me of another argument, not argument, but another criticism I've gotten recently. The phone rang the other day, and it was a number I didn't recognize. I was like, oh, I wonder who this is. So I answered the phone, and the guy's like, is, is Charlie there? I was like, yeah, sorry, I got the wrong number. He's like, why the fuck you answer your phone? I, the only thing I could figure out was he was in jail and it was, it was taking his one last his one call and I took it. So anyway. Well, how would that have made a difference if your answering machine got it though? He still would have had to pay for it. <laughs> I don't know, but it was. <laughs> so I just hung up. I was like, I didn't want to have this 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 philo- philosophical debate with the guy. That's exactly what I'm saying. We're becoming a nation of cunts. There's no reason to cuss somebody out for picking up their phone. Um. It's, you know, it's just, it's all this internet anonymity, and, and now people are just starting to, it's bleeding into their real-life social interactions, I feel like. So, that's my, my rant about unimportant things for this week. I don't think any of that's unimportant, but I have a low a low tolerance for what important, or a high tolerance for importance. I think everything's important. And I think uh, nearly nothing is. And that's why we make great pals. And great pets. Uh, are are you good? I'm I'm feeling uh, wonky, man. I don't know how much longer I can keep going. All right. 
Um, so, okay, next week, shit, have we decided what we're doing? Parks and Rec season, this season, episode one versus something that we'll decide. Get a life. Get a life? Okay, get a life. Well, we ha- no. I just feel like we have to do get a life at some point, but... Um, all Maybe right. get a life. We'll, we'll pick some... Uh, WKRP? I don't know if I get a hold of that. I was thinking Cheers because that's easy to get a hold of. Oh, I thought WKRP was uh, streaming at least season one, but maybe not. No, nah. right, we'll we'll figure it out. We're gonna, we'll do Parks and Rec versus some other sitcom. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to that. And yeah. uh, like us on Facebook, rate us highly on iTunes, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com, and have a good day. Yeah, and uh, send us all your selfies and. All right, uh, until next week, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah.